0: Good evening, wrestling fans. It is Thursday night, uh, it is January fourteenth, and we are here in London, Ontario. My name is Sean, coming to you for episode number one thirty-seven of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. Now, uh, I want to thank you for joining us, whether it's on uh, Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook, right now or later on. When you can get a, as a podcast, if you're walking or driving on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. Now, tonight, there doesn't seem to be a very big weekend uh, wrestling news to go through. So I definitely welcome your opinions in the chat. So bring it up. And we're going to go and invite in Stephen O'Neill, our co host from Toronto. How are you, Stephen? Good. It's I'm. Still in my Like spring jacket
1: I've only had my winter jacket on Once and that was yesterday It is very warm here In Toronto
0: Yeah and uh, I don't know what to make Of the uh, announcements uh, With being in Lockdown but no consequences Type deal so nothing Changed we're just still not able To do stuff Yeah just sit at
1: home but if you don't it's okay you just uh it's more of a suggestion it's like lockdown light as i'm calling it here
0: yeah and when they were talking about it they're just like uh what can we do what can't we do can i do this can do that and the only political answer that was given to us was just stay home and use your judgment it's like um I think people using their own judgment got us into this mess. But it is what it is.
1: Yeah, judgment people shouldn't be using it because they're not that smart.
0: No, but it is uh, Thursday night, and we know what that means. It is news time. So uh, I know you have some results from uh, last night's uh, shows to talk about. We're going to get into some news first and then talk about that and uh, run down the card for this Saturday's um, Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill because Kenny Omega and uh, the Good Brothers who did stuff last night on AEW are going to be on that pay-per-view. And then we'll look at the four matches at the Royal Rumble and check out of here. So let's start. Um, one of the biggest news uh, articles that uh, came out was on Monday, just hours before uh, Monday Night Raw started, and Drew McIntyre got COVID. Uh, so he was supposed to go against Randy Orton in the main event. He also uh, addressed Bill Goldberg's uh, challenge to him. He at least did one of those two, and WWE finally did somewhat of PSA uh about wearing masks and not getting COVID, uh, using Drew as their poster child for the first time ever considering AJ Styles and Renee Young got in trouble for admitting that they had COVID but now Drew McIntyre is right out there on Monday Night Raw going, I got it and I'll take on Goldberg. So your thoughts on uh, all that with uh, Drew? Doesn't surprise me. I was reading
1: or listening to Dave Meltzer, um, he says that there's a COVID outbreak at at WWE, AEW and Impact because of holiday, co-mingling holiday parties. And I'm like, shocking. So it'll be interesting to see. Because uh, with AEW being taped last night, last week, they were able to use everyone that was already there last Wednesday so it'll be more interesting to see this coming Wednesday on who's available and who's not I don't know if NXT was pre-taped last week like last week for
0: this week It was it live this week? Yeah, I think they're still doing live every week I haven't heard uh, anything different I've also heard the uh, rumor that somebody who's currently in a uh, on camera storyline on Smackdown has not been named, but has uh, COVID. So we'll have to see who- Sorry, say that again? Somebody on SmackDown who's in a current storyline and has obviously appeared, I guess, the last couple of uh, episodes of SmackDown, apparently has COVID. They haven't named who that person is, but I guess if we look at uh, tomorrow night's show You can only speculate. Obviously, I'm guessing it's not somebody big like a Drew McIntyre to go, oh, that's who it is and wear your mask. But it's just going to be somebody disappeared. Could be somebody like Otis or whatever, just not on.
1: I mean, it was only bound to happen. I mean, it's been really the wrestling promotions have been pretty lucky up till this point um, to not really have an outbreak. Like a big one, I would not surprise me if this one becomes. Movie. Yeah, yeah, especially with, so with AEW being taped last week, like this show being taped last week, it'd be more interesting to see next week who's missing.
0: Yeah, well, we already saw that the, they were co mingling anyways because uh, Brody Lee Jr. was the. Uh, Taking on Adam Cole during a AEW uh, party, so you know, obviously with uh, Cole being in a relationship with Britt Baker, they he was at that party, and so you know, there's NXT and AEW co mingling. It happens.
1: Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see how far the extent goes because if it goes from yeah, I mean we'll talk about it, but I know impact has a pay-per-view this week. Well, how much of that has it spread? And then I know they're doing, cause I Meltzer was talking that they're doing a three or four months of TV this weekend through early next week as well, or mid next week. So it'll be interesting if someone's away due to COVID, how do they work them back into a storyline?
0: Yeah, uh, I had also heard that they were going to uh, possibly go down to Miami uh, for a month as well and do five well, that's including the pay per view. Yeah,
1: yeah, AEW's supposedly moving to Miami for a month starting February. But I'm talking, um, sorry, Impact, because they tape. Okay, yeah. They're taping, they've got their obviously their pay per view Saturday, then they're taping. Three or four months of TV. The next few days after that, well, if someone's away due to COVID. How do you work them? And how do you work them into what you've taped to make it them to be in a story if you needed them to? So, it'll be interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, keeping with uh, the idea of Drew McIntyre, uh, as I said, he accepted Goldberg's challenge. Uh, for the Royal Rumble, so that's gonna happen on 31st, as long as Drew gets cleared. But if Goldberg for some reason ends up winning the championship, he's gonna get his apparently his first WDE championship. Uh the way they name uh different belts, but uh he will also be the oldest person to hold the title at 54 years and some odd days. And that will beat out Vince McMahon, who currently holds the record, I think it's 52 years, uh, when he held the title, thanks to Steve Austin helping him. So a 54-year-old Bill Goldberg could be WD champion. Why? I honestly don't see it. I hope not.
1: I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with the matchup itself, but i don't see goldberg winning there's just it doesn't it it just wouldn't make sense unless you're doing something unless goldberg the only way and i'll tell you how this would make sense to me goldberg's gonna win that means you're probably gonna see uh brock lesnar come back and beat him for the title and then you'll have Brock versus Drew WrestleMania again, but
0: hopefully in front of crowds. So, you don't um, see it being Goldberg winning uh, the title potentially and uh, putting champion versus champion with Roman at WrestleMania? No. Okay. Because you they- would see – so how
1: I would see this is you'd have Goldberg – if you're going to have Goldberg win on at WrestleMania – or at Royal Rumble. You then have, you know how they always have the Elimination Chamber in February before. So McIntyre wins the elimination chamber. He then gets the raw title shot because uh, SmackDown first they'll go after the SmackDown title. But at that pay-per-view, Goldberg loses to Lesnar. Lesnar versus McIntyre at WrestleMania in front of people to give Drew McIntyre his WrestleMania moment. That is how I would, if Goldberg's gonna win and I don't want him to, but if that's the storyline to give um, McIntyre his true WrestleMania moment in front of people winning the title, I don't necessarily have the the biggest problem with that. Cause that- I mean, he did have his WrestleMania moment, but it's not a true one, right? No, it wasn't. So that's how Uh, he would book it out.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see uh, if that uh, happens. Hopefully, uh, in the long run, Drew doesn't uh, drop the title to uh, Goldberg, but maybe even uh, COVID will make him have to drop it and – you know, at least COVID got him instead of Goldberg. Lesser two evils, potentially. Um, T-Bar and Sammy Guevara are apparently in a Twitter war over stealing moves from each other. Uh, he called him, like, some uh, virgin over in AEW. Uh, I guess they met uh, a couple of years ago on the indie circuit and uh had the problem then and just moves are being taken and sammy's claiming that t-bar took it from somebody else and just a cluster of a so t-bar uh
1: um don uh what the fuck's his name from yeah he's killing me he makes me laugh every time I, i see him on make a comment about him on twitter and then a pathetic virgin I was like <laughs> about Sammy Guevara it just made me laugh I mean let's get real everyone every move now is pretty much stolen from someone and even back in the day I I listened to, we all listened to enough podcasts that yeah we saw so-and-so do that move but we thought we could do it better so and it's not like they're in the same promotion so that it drives me mental and this is a personal pet peeve two wrestlers in the same pro well it's a finisher for someone in the one promotion and someone a match before uses it and it's a two count and you're like oh lord how does this that's a pet peeve of mine
0: yeah and you used yeah. to be able to just see booker t and Dip CW with the bookend and the rock with the rock bottom even though booker claims a that- uh, rock stole that one from him. uh but they were in separate promotions and you'd only see one person using that move in your promotion only one person used a ddt when jake roberts was there and that was jake only one person used an elbow drop when uh savage was there and that was savage like nobody else was using the moves now that there's so many people all in one organization and As much as people complained about the five moves of Doom that people had, at least you knew those five moves belonged to somebody, as opposed to now I can just have 27,000 moves and do them all.
1: There's a few, like if you look at Matt Riddle, he's got some very specific AJ Styles, Randy Orton. There's a few, Ray Wyatt, there's a few that are very specific but what drives me mental is the super kicks In a match. There's 75 super kicks
0: to be able to put people away with one.
1: Yeah. There's just too much of the same move. And then two a match later, it's
0: the finisher and you're like, is it though? Yeah. Why, why did he kick out eight times, but he, took it in one and he's yeah. dead. Uh, yeah. no, no, it's crazy. Uh, Ricochet could be on his way out. Uh, he apparently uh, did uh, not sign a new contract. He signed a three year deal, I think uh, in 2018, early 2019. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, with the way the economics of uh, WWE is right now and not being on the road, they're going to be offered lower contracts to stay and it's understandable because they're only working once or twice a week depending on if they're on a pay-per-view but it's funny because matt Matt riddle was just offered
1: 400 supposedly a three-year deal extension which supposedly signed worth four hundred thousand dollars a year plus fifty thousand dollars for every match in saudi arabia so you have two of those that five hundred thousand, half a million dollar contract I would guess Ricochet would get the same offer. I mean, the only thing I can think of if from what I read, his contract would be up in and around the 18th ish of this month of January. Where's he gonna go if he doesn't resign? The independence isn't what it was before COVID. AEW, I guess, but where do you slot him in? And I guess he could end up in Impact, but if they're taping say this weekend for the next three four months, you don't really have time to to slot him in there. So are you going to pay him to sit on at home for two or three? Like, so I would I would guess if it's not WWE, he's it would be AEW, but Where would you put him in
0: AEW? I don't see... I don't know. You still have your uh, mid-card that's sort of building with your MJF, uh, Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy, Darby uh, Allen-type characters. But that can get crowded up uh, pretty quickly, too, because Ricky Starks is also there. So it could be some really good matches, but, you know at the same time, AEW is supposed to be getting their third hour somewhere in the schedule. So you could have guys like that, but there's still plenty of guys not being used and relegated to dark.
1: Well, and from what I understand it, the one hour show that AEW supposedly is going to have, is going to be more, I think they called it elevation. So more of the guys from dark will go to that show and actually be able to showcase the guys that are not putting on um, dynamite, which to me, I would actually go the opposite. I would go your one hour of dark as your people who need the rest, the, the training and the exposure, but you're not really putting anything into it. Have the second hour of dark be you're the guys you want plus if you're going to have another hour of television on a network would you really
0: want it to be nobody's yeah yeah it's not going to impress people uh to tune in and watch um so yeah we'll have to wait and see what happens uh maybe ricochet will stay but you know at the same time if he stays what else is he doing he's been jobbed out so much by uh, the Hurt Business and now uh, Retribution. He could so go back to, to Build uh, NXT. Built back up or go back.
1: Okay. Well, Sean froze. So not really sure where he was going. Um, we're just going to keep moving on. We're going to go to results from last night's shows. Um, AEW, NXT, and MLW Fusion. Actually, one other piece of n- news. The uh, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic will continue tomorrow on 205 Live. Uh, it's been announced the Bollywood Boys will take on uh, Lijo okay. de Fantasma. Um, and Killian Dane and Drake Mavic will face Kurt uh, Stallion and Austin Gray. Um, so those will be two of the matches on 205 Live um, with them continuing the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic tomorrow, which interesting that they're putting it on 205 Live, but trying to get some eyes there, which kind of makes sense. Wouldn't have been the matches I would put on there, but not
0: bad. Did you have? Are you back? Yeah, uh, I got a message that I had a weak signal, so I apologize for those that uh, – Saw me drop out, but Stephen, thank you. You, for you didn't drop me out. You just
1: froze on the screen.
0: Oh yeah, I had a screen of black and with uh, yeah. circles uh, going, and I'm like, uh, "Where are you?" Hello. Um, are, anything else for
1: news? I just did the, the the Desi Rhodes movement classic. They're having two matches on uh, 205 Live tomorrow, which.
0: Yeah, I caught uh, what you said. Uh, you want to give the other results for? Okay, so we're gonna go, go,
1: and we're then we'll
0: go. we'll go back to news after.
1: All right, we're gonna go the three shows. I rank them one to three, one being the best, three being the worst. This week, we're gonna start with MLW. It's gonna be the worst show that I saw yesterday. Um, Selena De La Renta was the executive producer. Um, God. It's okay. Loki versus Buddy Heavy literally was about 15 seconds. Loki charged uh, Buddy Heavy and hit him with a heavy forearm. Buddy went out cold. Uh, The Lone Wolf of Brooklyn won the match via knockout. Post-match, Loki said he wants to fight King Mo next. Um, They then showed uh, Leo Rush win over Mylon, Reed last week for the MLW middleweight championship. Um, they talked to him then, then this is where it gets, and this is why it became number three. So Conan was supposed to join them on commentary because there was supposed to be a big announcement. Uh, Selena De La Renta, um, supposed to be doing something with Conan. It was nowhere to be seen and um, she basically made her way back to the commentary booth. She has an idea where he is. Um, she has a production to roll a, cr- a clip. It really wasn't anything important. Um, Matt's. Then they show a clip of Matt's Kruger versus Alexander Hammerstone for the Openweight Championship that I, last week that ended in no contest. Kruger hacks into the segment, issues another cha- uh, challenge for the National Openweight Champion. Um, one of the highlights of the show, and if anyone, Sean, you would, if you ever followed Lucho Underground, Mil Mortes is back, is actually now with MLW. He's managed by Selena De La Renta. He took on Brian Pillman Jr. yesterday. So Pillman was on two shows. Um. Yeah, at the, basically at the same time. Just really weird. It, uh, it, it was a pretty good match, back and forth. Meltz um, wins with um, uh, straight to hell finisher, which is a leaping reverse STO. So the man of a thousand deaths secures his first victory in MLW. Uh, Richard Holiday then talks about being the Caribbean heavyweight champion and says guys like Savio Vega are bringing him down, and he calls. Uh, Vega out for a match and promises to put the title on on the line. There isn't actually a a Caribbean heavyweight championship. It was just part of the storyline from a year plus ago. Um, Next week, ACH challenges Jacob Fatu for the MLW heavyweight championship on February 17th. Fans will join Tom Lawler on Filthy Island. So they're, yeah. So he's going to have a show take, uh, one of the MLW shows and it's gonna be from filthy Island um, Tom Waller was uh, the special guest referee in the main event which saw um, uh, Ross and Marshall von Eric the champions versus Los Parks with Serena De La Renta. match was not bad back and forth. Uh, La Park Jr. came out from under the ring, um, which causes distraction. Uh, La Park charges and towards and hits a big spear, which basically was the win. Uh, Los Parks are now the MLW Tag Team Champions. It really wasn't that great of a show, so that's why it got number three. Number two, but not by a lot. We're going to go with AEW Dynamite. So Pac starts with Pac versus Eddie Kingston. Pac obviously had Ray Phoenix and Penta L Zero Minito. Obviously, Kingston had the Blade, the Butcher, and the Bunny. Um, there were some stiff shots, I'm thinking, in there. Yeah, um, back, on this one. there was a few that look live rounds. Pac won via the uh, what the black arrow. Then after the match, after the bell rings, he put uh, Eddie Kingston in the Brutalizer. And then for some reason, Lance Archer and with Jake Roberts ran out. And then Archer told Pac he needs to get on the same page as him. And then they just left. And it was
0: very odd. Any, yeah, and any, Jake Roberts wearing that, what he wore, I was just, what are you wearing? Just yeah, horrible.
1: Now this is probably one of the worst matches I've ever seen. Miro with Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford versus Chuck Taylor and Pockets. This match seemed to last about 15 seconds. The stipulation was if Taylor lost the match, he'll be Miro's butler. Last week they called him the young boy, but I'm guessing they they couldn't use that. Um, Seemed to take out no time, Miro won with, I don't even know what he's calling it, in AEW.
0: Game over, I think it is.
1: Yeah. It wasn't an entertaining match. Um, Very predictable that that was going to happen. Yeah, it wasn't even like I was surprised. Um, Backstage, Dasha talked. And Dasha is really good. She's probably one of the best backstage interviewers in any company. I'm just putting it out there. Uh, Dasha was with private party and Matt Hardy after they signed everything seemed good and then Quinn freaked out about Matt Hardy taking 30% and Hardy then said told, should have told told them that they should have read the fine print Quinn called Hardy uh, money-grabbing Carney and then he Hardy said basically when they first got there, nobody cared, but he did. Matt Hardy tells him ultimately when he says jump, they will say how high. It was a very awkward interview. It's
0: almost and so they're doing Matt Hardy as Vince man
1: Well, that's what I started to think. And then I'm thinking, this isn't what, what is what entertaining, but okay. Um, the Inner Circle then came out for their New Year's resolution. <sighs> oh. This was dumb. Um, it was the dumbest thing I've seen in a while. Uh, Jake Hager, Chris Jericho basically says it's gonna be a huge year for the group. Jake Hager says championships are the big goal this year. MJF says he wants to strengthen their bond with other members. Also, fat people gotta go. Ortiz wants to improve a family recipe. Uh, and then Jericho says that by the end of the year, him and MJF will win the AEW Tag Team Champions. Santana then says, you yeah, know, you picked up Santana Ortiz to be the tag team of this group. And then uh, Sammy Guevara jumps in, calls Jericho a tag team slut, which uh, this is where I had to pause it for a minute because I was like, what is going on? Um, I didn't it either. And then basically they kind of went on and then go, uh, Sammy Guevara and MJF looked like they were going to get in each other's started getting each other's face. Hager got, tells Guevara that MJF is cool. It calms him down. Jericho says Hager and Warlow, like Hager and Wardlow did last week, it should blow off some steam. So the official tag, the winner of next week's match becomes the official tag team of the Inner Circle. I know it seems like a lot and it hurt my head. It, Took me a while to watch this. So next week we have MJF and Jericho versus Santana and Ortiz versus Sammy Guevara and Hager. So. Or,
0: or Sammy Hager.
1: Yes. And then MJF said, they're still the inner circle and we're better than you and you know it. This segment that seemed to take about five minutes took me about 35 minutes to watch because it was painful.
0: Yeah, uh, I thankfully had mine on mute for a bit because I was recording with Jonesy for the uh, week in history but I was watching it on TV and going, oh my god, it was captioned Yeah, Um, then this was probably,
1: this is when AEW's at its worst. It's when they try to do clever things and they don't know how to do them. Um, Then Alchemer Alex Marvez, who's the worst t- uh, backstage announcer, talks with Dark Order and wonders what's next uh, after losing their leader, Brody Lee, which I thought was a little creepy how he said it. Evo, Evil Uno says uh, they have to be better people and do things everything in Lee's name. And next week, uh, Adam Page should join the Dark Order. The group pulls Page in, who was having a drink standing there, which is weird. And then basically next Week after the, there's a six-way match, or six, yeah, six-man six man match. Paige is going to tell him if he's going to join the group. And then he continues to drink. Um, they're having AEW uh, Dynamite Awards on January 27th on Bleacher Report Live. I'm not going to be watching it. Then a recap of Darby Allin versus Team Taz's feud, which was actually really good. Did you see that?
0: that little montage of Alan versus Team Taz's feud. Yeah, it was a a good montage. Uh, They must have got some tips from WWE somehow of how to do videos. Yeah, it was a a good one. Then Dasha
1: caught up with Kenny Omega, Don Callis, and the Young Bucks. This was kind of entertaining. Uh, Callis says it's fantastic to have the band back together. Omega asks if they want to do their elite entrance. Callis says the Young Bucks should get their own entrance. We all knew where this was going. And they should head on on their own. And Omega goes along with that and heads out for his entrance. Uh, Kenny, so this is the match: Kenny Omega and the Impact World Tag Team Champions, the Good Brothers, versus the Varsity Blondes and Danny Limelight. So after Omega's entrance, Talis gets on the mic and announces that um, the tag team partners are the Good Brothers instead of the Young Bucks which kind of makes sense if you read that, uh, I think it was Balding Buck hurt his leg last week after the 6.30 from Jack Evans. One of them hurt their leg, couldn't really put any pressure on it. And if they taped the next night, kind of makes sense.
0: I'm sure this was a last minute. um Well, I don't know because uh, the, yeah, uh, good brothers were already there from the night before, and this definitely gives them more spotlight with the fact that they're going to go uh, Saturday night as a team. So yeah. even if uh, the Young Bucks were not injured, I could have seen this happening. Dasher mm-hmm.
1: uh, uh, was backstage with the Young Bucks and AEW president Tony Khan as a watched monitor. Nick and Jack looked annoyed and walked off. The trio immediately tacked. Omega goes after Limelight. Um, I thought Danny Limelight actually was really good. I do like the tag team of Griff Garrison and Brian Pullman Jr., the Varsity Blondes. I really do hope that Pillman can get out of his MLW contract so they can actually try to do something with this tag team. They actually look like they could step into a tag team. Um Program with some of these tag teams, especially yeah, later on. The sh-
0: sh- closer with the fact that he's no longer with OVW, uh, also don't let him go. So, you know, uh, it's at least freed him up to go to AEW a little bit more. Um. Yeah, it's been. It was not a bad match.
1: Um, Garrison and Pillman hit, I wanna say Carl Anderson with uh, their version of the heart attack, which is uh, Garrison holds them in the position and Pillman hits a blockbuster off the top rope. Um, it would It's what they've used as their finisher on um, dark. So it was very interesting. Um, then the winner, is Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. Anderson and Gallows hit limelight with the magic killer. Uh, one, two, three. Then Moxley obviously comes out. Doesn't really care who's in his way. It looked... Started okay and it turned dumb. But then I got really confused because Penta and Phoenix came to even up the odds. And then... What? I'll, I'll hope yeah, and then the help uh, young bucks came out. Uh, Penta, Phoenix, and Penta hopped in the ring and gave Matt and Nick double super kicks. Omega walked off with Callus as the brawl continued. Really confused. Now, I missed that part because my TV froze. We were talking. Me and Tom were talking about this before we went came on. So I missed what as Sean put was the worst thing ever. And I'm just going to read this. So it was the waiting room with Brett Baker and Reba with the guest Cody Rhodes. Um, seems like Baker cracked a few jokes at Cody's expense, including his neck, ta- neck tattoo. Cody came out and got some sparklers for his py- pyro. Baker uh, gives congrats on Cody's child. Jokes they will probably have an a- <laughs> jokes that will probably have an action figure before she does, which. Seems amazing. Uh, then Thunder Rosa's video. Oh, before Cody can even say something, Baker said she had another surprise. Uh, brought out Jade Cargill. Cargill took the mic from Cody.
0: Basically says, "Yeah, it's really bad that, that she slapped Cody and uh, wanted uh, a, a opponent because uh, with Brandy being." Uh, pregnant, that's not going to happen. Next thing you know, after she slapped Cody, uh, Red Velvet came and then they got into a brawl. The audience members jumped up on stage to separate them. Cody uh, just looked out of place and screaming and they finally got rid of people and it looked like Brit somehow cast to the big screen her beat down to Thunder Rosa And she was gloating about it, but then it got stopped, and that's when Thunder Rosa came on and said that they're going to go against each other, Beach Blast or Bash or whatever it's going to be. Beach Break, February third.
1: So that's where you can tell they're going to Miami for the February third. Baker or Brett Baker throws a fit about fighting Rosa. Now, this match hurt my soul. It was the Jurassic Express with Lutrasaurus versus FTR with Tully Blanchard. It was Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy. Um, Was
0: not good. And unfortunately Dax and uh, Cash have to sell for Marco Stunt. Yes. um,
1: FTR win with the big rig uh, as they change that name an honor to brody it was the good night express um this was not a good women's match serena deeb's for senior Deeb versus ty conti with anna J. ty conti is green serena Deeb can make anyone usually look good this you no know, ty conti is not ready to be on national television don't get me wrong she probably could be ready if she had a lot more matches, with, but not on TV. This was on national television. I don't know about you, but I thought this was a shit show of a match. It did yeah, not. There were
0: some moments that I was like questioning what was going on. Though these two should know each other from the performance center because when Ty Conti was learning, Serena Deep was one of her teachers. So I thought it would have been a little bit better. But as she said, uh, Ty Conti right now, her best thing is her looks to be out there, especially with Anna Jay and have the two of them. And Anna Jay is even green as well. But if they're working as a tag team, I think they can cover up for each other, and especially who they're against, uh, get pitted against. But for Ty Conti to have a singles match, that's pushing it, especially that one. Yeah, and I mean,
1: Serena Debs usually can cover up for his her opponent, but it no. Um, Deeb hit the detox finisher and one, which was a which is a unique finisher, and I will give her
0: that. Um, Deeb talks. Oh yeah, Deeb talks. Sorry. Because you gotta um, have some fun on somebody's last name.
1: Yeah. Um, then they went over next week's show, which will be Jericho and MJF for Santana and Ortiz versus. Sammy Hagar, yes, I know. That's what they were calling him. It was I hurt my soul. Winners, the official tag team of the Inner Circle. No one cares. Uh, Hangman Page, Cole Cabana, and John Silver and Alex Reynolds versus Hybrid Two and Chaos Project. Uh, Page to give his answer about joining the group after the match. Top Flight and Matt Seidel versus uh, Matt, Top Flight and Matt Seidel versus Matt Hardy and Private Party. Miro to give an update on his new Butler. Chuck Taylor, Nyla Rose with with Vicky Grayler versus Leela Hirsch, and John Moxley is in action. So up to this point, the show would have been an F minus. It was horrible. Now Darby Allen versus Brian Cage with Ricky Starks and Hook uh, for the AEW TNT Championship. This match was a hell of a match. It had me hooked from the minute it started, almost to the end. I'll explain why it, almost at the end. Um, Taz, was on, Taz was on commentary. Uh, he noted that AEW said only two members of team, team Taz could be at ringside, so no power house hops. Um, Allen starts with lower drop kick. They did the typical big man, uh, small man match. Um, the when Cage gorilla pressed Alan and threw him through the ring from the ring down to the time timekeeper's table, it's like he might be dead. And then Alan comes up bleeding from the head. Uh, I thought for sure he was dead. Um, threw him back into the ring. Alan then basically just got tossed around for a while. He, Alan couldn't even stand. The ref kept checking on him. Um, Cage started the corner, eats a kick, then then Alan and uh, but drops Alan with a TKO only to a one count. And I was like, hmm. Okay. Um Cage then triple power bombed him and released him on the third. Uh Alan then flipped uh cage the middle finger. Cage power bombs them onto the ramp, and I thought, okay, how about we not kill this person? on national television because he's probably going to be a future world champion for you. Um, He then, Cage drags Allen all over and hits a deadlift suplex from the second rope. Cage goes for the cover and it's a one count again. Starks then is having a nervous breakdown. Cage walks over to the steps, drags him. You kind of saw this was going to happen. Cage um, on the apron with Allen. Allen gets in the ring, drop kicks, bites Cage's hand, hand, um, and then Cage flops and hits the steps. Then uh, Darby Allen hit a coffin drop from the second rope, and I'm pretty sure I heard the air rush out of Brian Cage, because even then, even though it's 100-pound different, that's still a good drop. Um, Allen gets back in the ring. Cage almost gets counted out. Um, Then there were some... Stiff slaps to Brian Cage. Uh, Springboard caught midair. Allen bites Cage's face. Um, Allen with an over-top stunner. Ties him up. The feet with the belt, which I thought that was unnecessary in this match. Could have got something else out of that. Um, Because it wasn't the finish. If that was somehow tied into the finish, I could (sighs) have... Bought it, but it wasn't. It was just a spot. Um, Cage shoves Allen away to get the belt off. Then he hit a code red, which I thought was impressive that that match or that move happened. Uh, Shotgun drop kick to Brian Cage. It was a two count. This is where it gets stupid. Hook gets up on the apron to distract the referee uh, as Allen is up on the second rope. Start crotch. Crotches Alan, the lights go out. Sting shows up and smacks Cage with a bat. Cage that goes to the second rope on Alan's shoulders, hits a crucifix bomb, one, two, three. Sting gets in the ring and stares at Alan. The team pass leaves, the snow falls. This was not the finish of the match it should have been. It was, I did not do anything for Ryan Cage, didn't do anything for Darby Allen. Sting no. came out with this fake looking throat, swing, like choppy half-ass thing to Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks then asked to take a bump. It just could have come up with something a little more creative for that finish.
0: Yeah, it's a weird thing with uh, Sting. Like, I think they're overusing his two minutes that they bring him out for. Uh, we had a talk a couple of weeks ago when uh, uh, Holden Albright and uh, Chris Maloney were with us and we were talking about Sting and, oh, what else would you do? And you use him as manager. But that's all well and good if he's not overshadowing everything that's going on around him and he's only there for like two minutes. That whole yeah, big match. It blew my mind. It,
1: it took that match probably from an A to like a B minus. It dropped that finish. I would have liked to see something different. Have the lights go. Don't have Sting come. Brian Cage is looking for him. Roll up. One, two, three. One, two, three. I can buy that. He's looking for Sting. Lights go out. Brian Cage and Ricky Starks are standing close to each other looking. Dropkick. Cage runs into Ricky Starks. Roll up one, two, three. You could have done and not had Sting come out. I know you're paying Sting probably six figures, but this isn't helping because you can already see it's going to be Darby Allen and Sting, versus two members of Team Taz in some sort of cinematic match, and it's gonna hurt all of our feelings. So, let's go to what I thought was the best two hours of wrestling last night. It started um, basically with a hype of. Um, the 2000, or 2021 NXT men's Dusty Rhodes, Rhodes tag team championship or tag team classic match. Um, starts with Shotzi Blackheart versus Candice LeRae in a grudge match. Um, the Way, which I don't like the name, but it's not the worst thing I guess I've heard. Candice LeRae came in with Indy Hartwell. It wasn't bad, it was back and forth. Um, Hartwell distract, distracts uh, Shotzi at the end. Um, Candace wins with the spinning neck breaker from the middle turnbuckle for the pin. Um, it was bad. We then saw Finn Balor walking backstage. Black SUV pulls up. Pete done with Oni um Come out, uh, yeah, and Danny Birch. Sorry fans boo um balor's wrapping up his entrance basically talks about who he's going to take he did give props to kyle o'reilly dunn then takes the mic and tells baylor balor he knows he what's next uh dunn's been watching knowing it this moment would come um they're on the apron and basically they beat up um finn balor wasn't bad. Uh, O'Reilly makes the save for the pop. And then O'Reilly gets triple teamed. Abnicole and Roderick Strong are also out to make the save. The heels retreat. It's a good, interesting way this is working because then there was a 2 sweet chant um, when Balor was looking on behind the Undisputed Era. So kind of teasing Balor joining the Undisputed Era to be interesting. Um, Then Mackenzie Mitchell's backstage with Johnny Sameface. Uh, he's looking ahead to beat Dexter Loomis tonight, and the way winning the men's and women's Dusty Cups. Uh, then Theory walks up with delivery, and the envelope has two drawings in it: one from Loomis, one from Theory. One of Theory, one of Gargano. Gargano's upset as is Theory. They storm off. Then a mystery, uh, the answers hype, the mystery debut of MSK and the first round of Dusty classic, then The answers wonder who MSK is. And I was kind of thinking I knew who it was gonna be, but I was kind of surprised also. But the 2021 Dusty Rhodes tag team classic starts with the Grizzle Young Veterans versus Ever Rise, who are Canadian and they just seem to be jobbers at this point. Um, basically everyone came out, William Regal welcomes the two teams to the tournament, officially kicks off the tournament, and here we go. Um, it was kind of a little back and forth, but Grizzle Young Veterans won with the ticket to Mayhem, double team finisher. After the match, uh, they go to, to celebrate with the Dusty Cup which are the boots, uh, they face the winner of the way versus Kashida and Leon Ruff. Um, next, we get a video package of Raquel Gonzalez versus Rhea Ripley from last week. And now uh, Gonzalez made it clear that it, it, she's focused on Io Shirai, which I'm kind of excited about because if Raquel Gonzalez wins the Women's Championship, that maybe means Io Shirai will move up to the main roster. So I'm, I'm interested where this could go. Um,
0: back for break. Sorry, could happen at takeover. Yeah, um,
1: I would think that it's going to be sooner because I really think Io Shirai could win the Women's Royal Rumble. If you're going to do something, unless you're going to have Rhea Ripley win it, which also would make sense, and I wouldn't be sad about either. um Shotzi's in the back tonight. She lost to Candice Ray, but. It isn't the outcome she hoped for, but she um, wants to win the first ever NXT Women's Dusty Classic. And um, she knows the ways in it. So she went to war. It's, uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon are going um, into the a- Dusty Women's Classic. Uh, Gargano versus Loomis, which wasn't a bad match. Um, Gargano won with... Um, What did he end up winning? Oh, um, one final beat, and then he locks in the silence. It was an okay back and forth match. Um, Any thoughts on this match? It wasn't high on my.
0: No, I only saw highlights of it earlier this morning since I don't get NXT until uh, the one hour thing tomorrow and then on the network later on. But, uh, yeah, decent match between the two, and I you know, can't always have uh, Gargano losing. No. Um, Loomis then
1: attacks Theory with, with the silence again, but Gargano makes a save. Uh, he gets dropped at ringside basically by a steel chair. Kushida makes the save. It was kind of there. It was okay. Um Backstage, Pete Dunn and the NXT Tag Team Champions, Lorcan and Birch. Um, she basically asked what happened earlier. Champs go on about an undisputed era needs to keep their nose out of their business. Dunn says O'Reilly just put himself between he and the NXT champion. So it's time for them to take out O'Reilly out and then they all walk off. Then uh, Champa and Theory, which was supposed to happen last week in the fight pit too. Um, basically we're all together, um, says it's going to happen next week, which I'm kind of like looking forward to. Um, it's going to be interesting. And then back again, Unspeed era is backstage with McKenzie. They aren't worried about Pete Lorcan, or Birch says he'll be back at ringside for tonight's. Uh, Dusty Rhodes Classic to make sure nothing other way happens. Adam Cole and Roderick Stronger mm-hmm. look to advance. Now, match two of the Dusty Rhodes 2021 De- Dusty Rhodes Men's was MKS versus Jake Atlas and uh, Swerve Scott. And the new tag team MKS is Wes Lee and Nash Carter. Would have been the names I would have picked, but I'm assuming there was some sort of, they couldn't get uh, Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz, better known as the Rascals in, two thirds of the Rascals in Impact, to somehow with their trademark, not the great names, but MKS is interesting. Um, The Rascals, or MKS, sorry, it's going to take me a little bit to get used to calling them that. It was a good match back and forth. Um, They had they won with their double team. Uh, Lee hits the running block blockbuster on swerve while Carter's holding him. I forget what they called it um, in uh, Impact, but it's their finisher. Um, MKS wins after the match. They go celebrate. They were very emotional by the cup. Um, they're gonna face the winners of Kurt Stallion and Austin Gray versus Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. Um, then we get a, so I w- I'm interested to see where they go and what actually that name stands for. I'm hoping they'll explain it. Uh, we got a promo for the first ever NXT women's that's tag team classic. We'll begin next week with Caden Carter and Casey Zero, which is going by team Ninja versus Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez, which is a sh- hell of a team. Uh, then we look at Xylee and Boa's training and um, then we get a new v- When We come back from the break. We have a vignette from on carrying cross and Scarlet. Um, it's a, like a sinister tarot card. looks like they have their eyes on Finn Balor, which will be a hell of a match. Um, Zyali beat the crap out of some enhancement talent. Um, then we come back from the uh, main event. It was Undisputed Era versus Brzango in the 2021 Dusty Rhodes uh, Classic. So not bad match. Um, Undisputed Era win. O'Reilly got jumped though. Um, it was it was it was good. The finish saw Fandango um, go to the. Fandango blocked the Cole's Panama sunrise with a backdrop. Uh, Fandango went to the top rope to go for a big leg drop. The Cole met him midair with the super kick It was actually pretty cool. Then one, two, three, then Cole and strong go check on O'Reilly and that's basically how it ends. So it was definitely a much better card top to bottom. Now ratings don't, you would think it wasn't, AEW drew 762, up 15% from last week. WWE NXT drew 551, down 14%. So I was kind of surprised by those numbers, but it's the same group. If you add them together, it's the same 1.3 million people that kind of hover back back and forth.
0: Yeah, and the fact is they – I think a lot of people watched uh, the AEW show because of it being a part two of the New Year's uh, smash, and they were probably hoping for a lot better show than what they end up getting. And NXT really didn't advertise a lot except for the start of the Dusty Classic. So, you know, the first round, sometimes people don't really invest in because, you know, who's going to advance – uh in that so unfortunately people saw a worse show but thanks to wd network they get to see uh, nxt later on so that i think i've always contended that's one of the biggest problems why nxt does not have bigger numbers is because it's not appointment viewing when you can see it another time if it was only uh one showing like AEW is then you'd have a bigger Dilemma of which
1: one to watch Yeah, I mean I only And I've been open I only watch AEW because we do this show Um If we didn't do this Video podcast There wouldn't be a chance I'd be watching it Regularly, I'd probably do what I do With Raw and Smackdown Read the spoilers, see The results, see if there was anything to watch Find it on YouTube Um
0: So yeah,
1: interesting. Um,
0: Well, we got AEW going to Miami for their beach show and NXT building towards uh, the finals of Dusty Classics and a uh, NXT Takeover 33, I think it is. Uh, It'll be on uh, Valentine's Day, February 14th. I'm excited for MSK
1: will love to know what they're doing with, like what, how that name, but uh, you'll enjoy that match if they show it, um, which I assume they might, but if you can find it on YouTube, you'd enjoy it. Uh, It was definitely typical Rascals. Um, I'm not a big fan of the names, but I assume they couldn't, Wentz and Desmond wouldn't sign something. It'd be really interesting when um, Trey Miguel hopefully signs with WWE
0: does it become a three-man group again and where I it goes. So. So. Yeah. So we'll uh, look forward to seeing what goes on with that. Uh, jumping back towards the news to uh, quickly try and finish it off. If we can, uh, this week's Rob was a, another clusterfuck of last minute uh, writings. Big surprise there. People left off the show including Nikki cross Oscar, the hurt business, ricochet and uh, uh carrillo was uh there but they all didn't get used triple h was also last minute addition and that's when they inserted him uh to go against randy orton first time uh he's had any action about a year and a half and we saw the uh, finish was actually pre-recorded because randy orton had a cut on his cheek during his uh brawl with triple h but then when Uh, Alexa Blush shot him in the face with uh, fire. It was not there because that got recorded earlier in the day to do uh, the cinematic stuff with that and then the show. Um, Yeah, so that's uh, stuff that happened on Raw. Chris Master said recently in an interview that he and uh, Carlito were not aware of what uh, the ending was going to be uh, at New Year's Revelation when uh, they were in the elimination chamber and lost uh, lost two guys uh to cena cena retained uh they were surprised as anyone else when Vince McMahon came out and said that edge was cashing in his money in the bank uh we saw that happen edge uh, was the first one to ever cash in money in the bank uh scored the title off of uh John Cena and then proceeded to have a live sex celebration on uh, raw uh, the finish of that episode and it's interesting that that came to it was talked about and came about when at the same time as probably jonesy and i were talking about it on this week in history lita was on her twitch uh channel last night and somebody i guess asked her about it and she said that she was uh probably going to get fired or was threatened to be fired by Vince Man if she didn't go through with uh doing the a segment with uh, Edge, and that's why she went through with it. I guess others, she claims, uh, also tried to stick up for it and say no, but they went ahead with it. Uh, everybody knows about the slip that happened with Lita. Um, and then her career declined from there. She ended up leaving by November and got trashed by... Uh, JTG and Chad to crime time and humiliated. But, hey, water obviously under a bridge because she came back and also was uh, a uh, Hall of Fame inductee, did uh, may Young Classic commentary, presented the uh, new Women's Championship belt at WrestleMania, Uh, all her stuff with Trish. So as humiliated as she was for that, I don't understand 15 years later she's bringing it up as uh vince also being an evil guy yeah exactly so uh, the timing is uh, definitely a thing but she's and is saying that uh, vince is going to fire if she didn't go through with it so it just makes vince more of an evil bastard uh nikki bella uh said on an episode of pretty big deal podcast that uh, she would Love to be uh, part of WD Creative for the women, just like Dana Bryan is uh, right now with SmackDown. She's finding him inspirational. God forbid uh, what sort of storylines would come about if uh, she's were...
1: worse than what we've got now.
0: Well, true. And uh, I both mean, the...
1: here's my thing hold on, Sean. I would yeah. much rather see ex women and men wrestlers, even in, though the Bellas we're not the greatest in-ring, try to come up with something better than what we're watching with
0: now. Oh, I would because- agree. Comedy writers and drama writers don't know the re- wrestling business. The wrestling business thrives better when is former talent knowing how to construct a storyline, how to con- make uh, people feel emotion and how to do a proper match than these guys who just came out of school or off the uh, latest comedy that went down on nbc to come up with storylines
1: yeah so i'm not opposed to it because lord knows cannot be any worse than what we've just seen
0: Well, both twins send up praising the current women. They uh, really uh, like Sasha, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, uh, Alexa Bliss, and uh, Liv Morgan. So who knows if they'll uh, get a chance. They also want to be able to come back when they get in shape and try and uh, win the tag team titles. I don't know how that's going to go with uh, Nikki's neck, but that's a dream at least of theirs. Uh, the McMahon family donated over 37 million dollars to Donald Trump's campaign, and Chris Jericho, who claims to not even be political, donated almost 40 thousand to uh, Trump's campaign. So, in the case of McMahon's, when McFoley is asking for them to take Donald Trump out of the Hall of Fame because of all the crap that happened uh, last week, I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, because of the friendship and the money that's been involved with the McMahons and Trumps over the years. Uh, WD is rumored to be uh, doing more romance uh, angles coming up. Uh, and this could be one of the reasons why, even though it was a screw-up a week and a half ago, now Ric Flair and Lacey Evans are somehow connected uh, thankfully, we're, I guess, ignoring the real life of the fact that Ric Flair is with Fifi, the maid. Uh. Yeah, horrible storyline. I get it. Father and daughter feuding. Why? Yeah. Hey,
1: After I swear to right. God, this is, this is where I can see this going because I wanted. to uh, and I know it will, Evans and Ric Flair versus Charlotte Flair and Androné. Oh, God. Well, I, Lord, yes. Are you telling me that you can't see WWE doing something that
0: ridiculous? But Flair's not supposed to wrestle. He, they've held that to him. He's actually lived up to it since Shawn kicked him in the face. Let's not acknowledge what happened over in TNA because that doesn't exist, but. Are you telling me you can't see that happening?
1: I can see it happen, but I don't want it to happen. I don't want it to happen either, but i just telling
0: you welcome to what I assume is going to be the reason why I throw my TV. There you go. Uh, Dana Bryan wants a full feud actually with, uh, or program at least with Shinsuke Nakamura after their... Uh, part of their match from the gauntlet match on uh, Thursday and last Friday. Um, It was kind of surprising that Shinsuke Nakamura got the shine that he did only to get beat up by uh, Jay Uso and uh, lose thanks to Roman and uh, Jay throwing Adam Pierce on top, but it almost uh, really baby faced Shinsuke plus well uh, when Daniel Bryan lost, they uh, shook hands. So, I totally babyface Shinsuke Nakamura. I don't know if they're going to follow through with that or not. Um, and what if they do, what happens with Cesaro? Does he somehow switch, or did the, does the team gone? Hornswoggle is going to be getting a cartoon. Just no idea where it's going to uh, be broadcast from. Uh, Jericho uh, said on uh, a recent podcast that he apparently had COVID 19 back in September, but he didn't have symptoms. He just tested positive. He quarantined himself for 10 days and was cleared to return to action. Uh, We mentioned about the Rascals uh, being Wes Lee and Nash Carter, uh, MSK. WD announced a special show uh, for their Indian viewers. Uh, There's been rumor about uh, NXT India and Instead of that, they're going to get a Superstar Spectacular. Uh, They'll be broadcast in uh, India on a couple of their networks. It's going to be uh, commentated in English and Hindi, so expect that to end up on the network as well afterwards. But it's going to be a mix of some of their Indian characters uh, or employees like Jinder Mahal and the Bollywood uh, Boys, but it's also going to have people like Rey Mysterio, AJ Styles, Charlotte and Ric Flair. And many more. Uh, Kofi Kingston is way right now with a broken jaw. That's why uh, Woods got uh, decimated by T-Bar uh, this past uh, Monday on Raw. They at least gave T-Bar something to do. Uh, the ongoing legal uh, dispute between Jeff Jarrett and Anthem Sports Impact Wrestling has finally been settled. Um, this was over the ownership of GWF uh, materials. Uh, both parties are finally willing to settle a court, even though apparently I recall hearing that uh, Anthem Sports said that the GFW library magically disappeared. So, um, settled. so GF um, Anthem basically paid Jared to go away. Yeah. Not that they have that much money. So would they give him a
1: quarter? Mm, well, it's, it's Anthem, though. It's the one who owns the Fight Network group, So they'd have money. I guarantee you, Dave, it's a half a million dollars to a million
0: dollars to go away and uh just to finish up this segment uh with uh stuff involving impact wrestling because uh they're having their card uh hard to kill this uh saturday josh matthews actually uh signed an extended contract it's going to be uh one of their producers at the television and is uh out of the commentary booth, along with his wife, uh, I think uh, Madison Rain is going somewhere else. I'm not sure where she's heading at the moment. But taking uh, their place is going to be Matt Striker and D'Lo Brown on commenting. So I'm not sure what to think of D'Lo on commentary, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, that starts this Saturday at Hard to Kill. Hard to Kill will have a pre-show with Brian Myers, Taking on Josh Alexander, Rosemary and Crazy Steve will go against Tenille Dashwood and uh, Kyle's Caleb. with a K, Caleb with a K. Oh, Caleb with a K. Um, then the Karate Man is going to go against Ethan Page. This makes me feel like since they're the same person, it's going to be almost like a uh, uh, either a cinematic match somehow or it's going to be a psycho Mike Rollins uh sort of uh deal when he fought himself so I don't know what they're doing with Ethan Page all I know is I believe this was pre-recorded a while ago because he's actually done with uh Impact Wrestling there's going to be a barbed wire massacre match featuring Eddie Edwards against Sammy Callahan. I can't believe these two guys are still going at it all this time later uh, Eric Young, Diener, and Joe Doring are going to be taking on Cousin Jake, Rhino, and Tommy Dreamer in an old-school rules match. Deanna prazo taking on Tyler Vakery for the Knockouts uh, women's title. Manic, Chris Bay, and Rohit Raju are doing a three-way for the X Division title. The finals of the uh, revived Impact Knockouts tag team titles will see Havoc and Nevaeh taking on Kara Hogan and... Tasha Steeles, and the main event has Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers facing off against Rich Swann and the Motor City Machine Guns. Do you think the uh, interaction with Kenny Omega showing up is going to boost up buy rates for Impact? Well, you only can go up from one, can't you? True. It won't be me buying it. I think that's it. Yeah, well, uh some people still do and you never know. That's the odd part is they seem to have better matches than other organizations, AEW. Uh but unfortunately their the stink is on them so bad from their TNA years and everything that nobody tunes in plus you can't find them. But I get it every Tuesday cuz I have the Fight Network, but
1: lord help me. They have Honestly, I started to kind of get back into them. Then they had the murder mystery and that was it for me.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, interested in seeing what's going on with uh, the change with Diener uh, and being with Eric Young. Uh, What's going on with that? Uh, Totally different look for Diener and uh, yeah, hometown guy. So of course I wanna see what's going on with them. Then Royal Rumble. Uh, 2021 is happening on January 31st Uh, Vince had wanted to get fans in there but the crew does not want to move all those TVs just to try and get some people in there just to have to put them back in there for Monday so I kind of get it but you know Vince's thought is out the window until hopefully maybe Wrestlemania if he gets his way over at uh, Raymond J Field Stadium? Fieldhouse? Stadium I expect there to be
1: fans for WrestleMania. It'll, it'll go back to the t- traditional one night event. Uh, it's who knows between now and then, though. There's so many. Yeah.
0: It seems like it's around the corner, but at the same time, it's so far away. Um, there are four matches so far announced for the Royal Rumble uh, Drew McIntyre against Bill Goldberg for the WD uh, Championship, Roman Reigns against Adam Pierce for the. Uh, Universal Championship may happen, may not. We'll have to see the build up for the next couple of weeks on that one. And then the Royal Rumble matches, the women uh, will have currently Nia Jax, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Bayley, Mandy Rose, and Dana Brooke. There's still obviously room for uh, 24 more women to sign up for, and I'll we'll have to dig them up. And the Men's uh, Royal Rumble has Dana Bryan, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Otis, and The Miz. And so that happens on the 31st. Uh, Just one comment here from Chad. Drew has to give the belt back Monday because he's not doing good with COVID. Okay, well, we'll have to look forward to see what happens on Monday if that... uh, happens. I haven't seen the uh, report from WD.com uh, yet. I'll uh, uh, check on that after we get off the air here. Um, but yeah, so that's all the news. That's uh, what Royal Rumble's looking like at the moment, uh, barring any changes. And uh, hard to kill happening uh, Saturday for Impact Wrestling. Steven, do you want to plug anything uh, before we get out of here?
1: Uh, well, we have Fantasy Warfare going on that we tape, that we will drop every Wednesday. Uh, Razor Ramon won the Intercont- WWF Intercontinental Champion. This week, I'm not sure if we're doing WWE US Champion or WWE Intercontinental Champion. We haven't really decided. Look US for Champion. that on. Oh, US, we're doing WWE US Champ. Look for that on Wednesday at six o'clock um on monday look for the cwn uh canadian pro wrestling hall of fame uh i'm an official contributor to the uh cwn now look for some more information probably that day about upcoming stuff there
0: Yeah, for that, there's eight categories uh, that have been announced. Uh, Men's, women's tag, uh, legend. Uh, There's a uh, sharpshooter for up-and-coming male, uh, siren for up-and-coming female. There's a honor award for uh, people in the managerial roughing uh, sort of podcast journalistic uh, side of things and also uh, MMA award and then there's a ninth award which has not been officially announced yet and uh you need to tune in to find out who is getting that and what it's about Uh, it will be part of the traditional nine uh going forward after uh this year but we want to keep uh the ninth one secret until uh monday night so uh we're gonna have a couple of interviews with uh some of the recipients and uh just Two hours, I believe, for looking at between seven and nine on Monday uh, with myself, Chris Maloney, and I'm not sure if uh, Stephen is available if work is in the way. But definitely well, join. We'll see. Well, I'm gonna maybe move things around. We'll see. But I gotta head out. Definitely join Chris Maloney and I for that one. Thank you, Stephen. You'll have a great week, and we'll catch you next time. And just to finish things up. Uh, You can also catch Chris Jones and myself uh, every Thursday at noon for a look back at the week in history. And uh, we run down everything birthday-wise and former events. And be safe, everyone, in this lockdown. Thank you, Chad. We definitely hope to uh, do that. And uh, that goes for you and all our fans as well, uh, thankfully, who are watching tonight on Twitch. YouTube, Facebook, and listen to us anywhere you get your podcast from. Uh, like, subscribe, share, build up this community. And as I said, uh, Chris Jones and I do uh, this week in history. Uh, look for us on YouTube and on Facebook. You can get it right now on uh, your podcast outlets. Uh, a little bit of trouble with floating up to YouTube uh, today, but it will be up there. We're looking at the week of January 8th to the 14th. You got birthdays uh, such as Mae Young and Matt Riddle and a few others uh, in there. Great events like, or not so great events like WCW Sin, uh, where Sid uh, ended up breaking his leg. And a whole much more title changes, uh, classics. Be there. Watch us. Enjoy it. And uh, give us some feedback on any of our shows. So, We'll see you next time on the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast and hopefully on our other things like Fantasy Warfare Tournament and This Week in History, plus the Canadian Wrestling and Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame this Monday. Have a great night.